kids. I mean, they understand it's an educational program and they they learn coaching cues and uh, they and uh, they understand very well that uh, making mistake is part part of the process. Welcome to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. Every week, I host live chats via our YouTube channel with leaders in the AFL and high-performance industries. Join me live every Sunday at 6pm where I debrief the recent chats and announce the upcoming guests. We drop an inspiring and educational episode every Monday. If you like the show, please follow us on your favourite podcast app. Next on the show, we have Valery Stominov. He's the head strength and conditioning at Bendigo East High School. His topic will be the exercise progression in Bendigo education plan and athlete development program. Welcome, Valery. Thanks for jumping on, mate. Thanks for having me, Jack. It wasn't too long ago since we were doing our one-on-one. Yeah. <laughs> we're back into it and I've had a few coaches reach out and, and specifically that have listened to your, your podcast episode around the uh, the Bendigo strength and conditioning philosophy. For those that haven't listened to that episode yet, do you want to just touch on what it's all about? Well, the program I work in is part of, part of Bendigo Education Plan, which is the local department of education. And the program is Select Entry Sports Program. We work with 250 student, student athletes from year 7 to year 12. So the students, they apply, apply for the program and then get selected. And they do two strength and conditioning sessions in school hours. And the fun- foundation of our general physical preparation is athletic training and sports training and strength training. The athletic training is based on, uh, on running drills and uh, running drills and plyometrics. The running drills are great for developing the running technique, conditioning the running muscles, coordination, dynamics, rehab, and, and rehabilitation. Some of the drills we can we use can correct running asymmetry and imbalances in ground contact time. The students start start to practice the running drills from year seven, mm-hmm. and they learn them walking and gradually gradually. In, we introduce uh, more speed and advanced drills. Year 9, 10, and 11, and 12 are obviously more experienced, and they practice the running drills with higher cadence and shorter ground contact. Year, during year 10, 11, and 12, we practice some of the drills with additional weight for resistance. What we do, some depending on the, on the drills, some of the drills we call light plate, overhead, depending on, yeah, depending on the, I would say on the ground contact, the, yep. we call plate over the head or plate in front. We don't, obviously we don't go heavy. It, the st- strongest athletes yeah, perform the drills with no, no heavier than five kilograms. And we do, we do two sessions per week. And the, the way we structure our training sessions, sessions is uh, warm up. For, we warm up with mobility, mobility drills. And after the warm up, we do 15, 15 minutes running drills. And then the, the weights follow the running drills. Yep. 
And on the running drills that you talked about, how you're improving you know, their movement, ground contact time, coordination, running is a, is a complex movement and it does require a lot of coaching. How, how do you break down the, the athletes when you've got a big group for those coaches listening that are wanting to develop this area? What are some of your favorite ways to, to teach young athletes? Well, I mean, from my experience with young athletes, I, I find that the, the best way to develop technique is through running drills because the very nature of the running drill is, let's say, the whole running cycle is broken down on small segments. Mm-hmm. And when you use running drills, actually work on, on the running technique, it happens automatically. And look, mm, we, uh, I mean, our students, our classes are based on years. So in one training session, we have only year seven students. Then the next sessions year eight, then year mm-hmm. nine and 10. So obviously they're on similar level, technical level. And, but I find that through running drills, we develop, develop the running technique. Yeah, did, transfers did, over. Did, yeah. did I understand the question properly? Did I answer the question? Absolutely. No, absolutely. Yeah. So see, because of that consistency of the two 15-minute blocks and yeah. doing it over repetition over short distances, you're actually being able to transfer into yeah. the running development. Yeah. Yeah, mate. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. What happened is every train, the running drills are in every training session. And it's only 15 minutes, but over time, over time accumulates. And I'd say when we, when students start year seven, it's scary. Yeah. <laughs> what I mean, it's, I mean, uh, running supposed to be a natural, natural, but it's not. And then year eight, when you watch year eight, they look completely different. Year nine are even more advanced. Even 10 are, well, run better than us, Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it accumulates over the time. Yeah. One one of the coaches that was impressed with your philosophy was John Pryor. I actually had him a couple of days after interviewing yourself, and he's one of the leading coaches with Franz Bosch methodology. So I'm, I'm very aware of Franz Bosch's work, and, and even you mentioned he's made quite famous at the moment. It's on trend with you know, using plates and, and doing switching and, and running drills. With your experience growing up in Bulgaria and, and, and being developed as a handball player and then working in the industry for, for a good period of time. Why do you think it's, it becomes so popular now, the Franz Bosch methodology? Well, I think because, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I've been coaching for 35 years and I've been observing how every 10 years our, how to say, young athletes are becoming, uh, how to say, more, less coordinated. Mm-hmm. And we have, to teach, we have to teach them how to run. In fact, actually, before you start to teach them how to run, we teach them how to walk, how to walk properly. And I think this is, all this is because of our, our lifestyle. Our lifestyle has changed a lot in the last 40 years. We are more sedentary, we move less, and we just lose our natural ability to, to run and move properly, jump and land used to be easier to coach young athletes how to run, jump, and squat. Now becomes now it's much it's time consuming and, and energy consuming. And mm. I think the reason is because we lost our well, I would say active lifestyle. 
And I think this is one of the reasons all these uh, systems are becoming popular because if athletes want to play elite sport, well, they have to learn how to, how to move mm. properly. Lifestyle is not excused. When club selected select kids, uh, young athletes, well, they're looking for, they're still looking for uh, athletic, strong and athletic and fast athletes. Absolutely. Now, well said. And that, ma- that makes a lot of sense why you start with mobility and, and running coordination drills. Yeah. 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 Well, trying to adapt to the time. Yeah. To, uh, yeah. To what happens actually to our, our lifestyle. Now, if can, now the next, next part of our general physical preparation is strength training. Mm-hmm. Now, during years seven and eight, mobility, flexibility, static and dynamic stability are priority in our program. So we, before we start to learn how to squat, we develop some, well, sufficient mobility and, and stability. Then during years seven, our students learn step up, body weight squat, goblet squat, bent and straight leg deadlifts, then upper body pushing, we, we teach them how to do bench press with pulse, neutral grip, just up and down, simple, bench rowing, face down, again, pulling neutral, neutral grip, and shoulder press, standing shoulder press with very light, very light dumbbells. Mm. Year nine students learn front squat, split squat, then we progress to Bulgarian squat. Now, Bulgarian squat, we do slightly different. The rear foot is just a slightly elevated, probably one plate height, no, no right. more. Tw- no 20 kilo plate. Yeah, just the height, the, the rear, rear foot is placed on, yeah, small, not on bench because, yeah, it's just too hard. Mm. And uh, just small, and which works well for young kids. Mm-hmm. And they'll learn lunges variety different side lateral lunges front stepping back walking lunges then we move to a little bit more let's say olympic lifts we start yep. with clean pool can clean and of course we start uh, with 10 kilograms bar eight we have eight and 10 kilograms bars mm-hmm. from just above the knee then from there we progress Pulls from the clean pulls from the floor and then hang, hang power clean. This, the front squat in the Olympic lifts, we introduce during the second, the, the second semester, term three, at the start mm-hmm. of term three, year, year eight, upper body pushing bench press, we introduce barbell. Not, it's not my favorite exercise, but a workout that's, better for the kids to learn how to do bench press in our program than from YouTube. Yeah. Again, then what? Pulling exercise, we introduce bent over, uh, bent over rowing, dumbbells and barbell. Again, the mm-hmm. weight's very wide. And standing shoulder press with barbell, with bar. Again, we start with eight kilograms bar. It's more, everything is movement-based. The resistance yeah. is... And I find that actually they get strong, the young athletes get strong, not from the weight, but from learning how to do the exercises properly, mm-hmm. from proper technique initially. Then year nine, we learn, we continue with front squat, 
halfway through year nine, we introduced back squat and we continue with the clean pulls from year eight and half the second semester, we introduced power clean from the floor. Again, the way it's a movement base, they're not allowed to lift heavy and they understand our kids are uh, well-educated and uh, they understand the reason. Mm-hmm. Year 10 is interesting year. We introduce only two new exercises, push press and overhead squat. Again, overhead squat, we start with broomstick and progress to well bar. Again, movement is, yeah, focus on movement. And during the year, we refine the exercises we weren't during the previous three years. We refine the technique. Yeah, we focus on all the movements have been brought in. Previous exercise, but particularly on front squat, back squat, single leg squat as well. Mm-hmm. On box, they sit on box or bench. Clean pool, power clean uh, from the floor. Basically, during year 10, we master all these year lifts, master the technique. During year 11 and 12, the training in the intensity increases, but the good lifting technique and slightly heavier weights and high barbell velocity helps them develop strength and power. During year train, then we introduce some more advanced exercises. When I say more advanced, we combine, I'll give, ex- give you an example with power clean from the floor. We'll do three power cleans from the floor and then they'll fall. Then after the third power clean, we'll do three front squats in one set. Can you send three power cleans, catch the third repetition and three squats. For example, three reps cleans and three three reps squats. Another exercise is hang power cleans with push press or push jerk. Obviously involves more coordination and the heart rate goes a little bit higher. Again, we follow the rule. If you can't control the weight, the, the barbell, the weight's too heavy and it's not for us. So we mm-hmm. go as heavy as you can control control the weight. If the if the if the set looks ugly, we reduce the weight. We drop the weight. Well, Bessie, our... yeah. yeah, Bessie Hayes has just written in a question for you, Valeri. Someone's written in. I would be interested to know if Valeri has seen a change in kids being more scared to try because they've seen more perfect on various platforms and they don't want to be bad or be a true beginner, sort of like what Adam was touching on before, potentially being nervous of making mistakes. Is, is that something that you, you're finding you're dealing with in the weight room more recently? Not at all. No. No, our kids, I mean, they understand it's an educational program and they, they learn coaching cues and they, and they understand very well that making mistake is part, part of the, the process. The process. So, and the, the way we introduce actually the, well, how to say, the way we introduce the exercises, they prepare. So, we, before they start to do power cleans, we prepare them with pulls. So, mm-hmm. the progression goes from simple to more advanced and, uh, it's how, and reduces the risk. Well, this is the reason, one of the reasons actually I'm presenting this, the exercise selections reduces the you know the stress on the kids mm-hmm. but but they're not they're not they're That's not good. very well yeah. that they they can make mistakes it's part of the yeah. learning they're not allowed yeah. to go heavy 
to increase the weight without consulting with the coaching, without asking the coaching staff. This is right. the only rule, well, serious rule we have in the gym. No heavy yeah. weights without asking. So our strength and conditioning program is a long-term develop, developing development program. And good te lifting technique is always priority, as I said. But yeah, we don't, we don't increase the weight or you don't do more adva um, advanced exercise if you haven't, if you haven't mastered the basics. Yep. So. Uh, very good. We'll, we'll, we'll have to uh, wrap it up there, Valeri. We could, otherwise we'll never get Tom on. But thank you yeah, so well, much for, for taking us through the, the phase by phase approach that you've, you've got at Bendigo. And no doubt this, the kids there are very lucky to be under your coaching eyes. Um, for those that want to get in contact with yourself, mate, where's the best place to connect with you online? Well, I don't check regularly my Instagram, but probably LinkedIn or Facebook. Yep. LinkedIn is probably the most. Okay. Easy. Awesome. Yeah, we'll add the, add the link in the show notes. Thanks again, Valeria, for jumping on. Thanks. If you enjoyed this episode and want even more, our academy is for you. The Prepare Like a Pro Academy is a platform that hosts exclusive features and bonus content, such as a Q&A segment aimed at getting to know the guests on a more personal level. Here's an example with Emily Meehan, head sports dietitian from Collingwood Football Club. What are things that, that fire you up? Oh, this one is always, uh, so I suppose it is, um, it'll be topical for most people, I think, but staying in your lane. And I yep. often find that with nutrition, everyone eats, so everyone has an opinion. And I think that's what really gets me fired up um, because so many people try and provide nutrition advice based on their end of one experience when they did intermittent fasting or keto or whatever it might be. And then game changes, yeah, game changes, whatever that might be. And look, it probably keeps me in a job, but that it does drive me insane because yeah. sometimes the information can be so detrimental um, and opposite to what I've been working with my athlete or athletes. And, you know, and because they hear it on someone's socials or through a documentary, it unravels everything that I've been working with an athlete. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Another feature of our academy is the opportunity each week to join myself as co-host on the Prepare Like a Pro live chat show. Here's an example with Academy member Rama Davies, the friendly conditioning coach at the Box Hill Hawks. Welcome Rama to the chat. Uh, Rama has also worked at, at Box Hill, or currently he's working at Box Hill Hawks with us, awesome. so he's another Box Hill man uh, in the strength and conditioning department. So. I'll handle it over to you, Rama, to, to ask you a question, mate. Thanks for joining us. Excellent. Thanks, Jack. And yeah, thanks, um, thanks, Sam, for the chat. It was uh, I found it to be really insightful. Plenty of gems in there, um, and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, mate, my my question to you was: you spoke quite a bit about um, perspective during that chat, um, and I was wondering what are some of the things that you either know or um, do physically that um, you wish you either knew or did uh, back at the beginning of your career? Uh, what are some of those things? Mm, yeah, good question. Um, yeah, so I suppose with perspective on life, um, that sort of point, um, it yeah certainly yeah has been massive for me now and, and didn't probably have that as much um, when I was younger. Um, 
I suppose one thing I might mention is is gratitude. I spend a lot of my mm. time um, doing a lot of gratitude exercises, listening to podcasts, doing a, a journal every day just a bit to say what I'm grateful for, sort of three things. And um, that's a fantastic way that I've been able to, yeah, like reset and, and just kind of gain that gratitude and perspective about, you know, that there is more to life than football or, you know, might be whatever as an SNC coach, you know, if something's you're having a hard time, um, it can be massive with just, yeah, opening your eyes a little bit and losing that sort of tunnel vision or being stuck in that in that work bubble. Um, yeah. So that's that's been huge. Um, I think I wish back then when I was younger, I asked more questions and was a bit more open to different things. Mm. I think I was a bit single-minded back then and, um, you know, I thought there was one way of doing things and um, if I kind of didn't have that fear of, you know, asking a silly question or fear of judgment, it would have got me a lot further and I probably would have learned a lot quicker. Um, and, yeah. and yeah, like just, yeah, being open to sort of different things because um, you never know what you might find. It's just, yeah, there's so many people, like great people out there, knowledgeable people to learn off. And there's plenty more where that came from. If you would like to learn more, then enter patreon.com forward slash prepare like a pro or head to the link in our show notes. Thank you for listening to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. If you like this episode, it'd be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, give a review or even share with your mates. The show is recorded in Melbourne, Australia. Be sure to follow our Instagram page for all updates on our latest and greatest. If you would like to get in touch to suggest a guest or advertise with the Prepare Like a Pro podcast, please email me at jack at preparelikeapro.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.